1: to introduce you to Miss Amber. Would you come up,
2: give her a big round of applause, and all the ladies
0: from Team Challenge.
3: Good morning. good morning. What a beautiful church. What wonderful praise and worship. It's always good to get the spirit going, and um, that was really exciting. I love it. So, uh, my name is Amber, and I am one of the choir directors at Adult and Teen Challenge of the Greater South, or Mississippi Center. Uh, is there anyone here who has not heard of Teen Challenge before? Everybody's heard of us. Awesome. Well, <laughs> Adult and Teen Challenge was started in 1958 by the late David Wilkerson. He was a pastor whose heart was grieved for those lost in addiction. Now, the whole teen, adult and teen challenge story can be found in his book, The Crossing and the Switchblade, which you later turned into a movie. Through this journey, Pastor Wilkerson came face to face with the cold, harsh realities of addiction. And the truth is, these realities haven't gotten any better. In fact, in today's society, they've only gotten worse. Reality is that the average uh, age for first-time marijuana use is only 14 years old. Reality is one in five inmates in the U.S. are incarcerated for drugs. And reality is two and a half million Americans die annual from drug or alcohol overdose. Reality is the enemy
1: has come to kill, steal, and destroy. Do you want to know what reality is? Reality is growing up without a father and looking for love in all the wrong places. Reality is staying in abusive, destructive, and toxic relationships because I thought that's what love was. And reality is my addiction and my drug use being so out of control that I completely neglected my responsibilities as a wife and a mother. How do I know that's reality? Because that was me.
0: Hello. Do you want to know what reality is? Reality is being 16 years old, being in an abusive relationship, having an amazing, beautiful baby girl just to be left alone to raise her. Reality is... Yet entering yet into another re- abusive relationship, having two more amazing children, and being introduced to drugs. Reality is going to prison for getting three felony charges. Going to prison for four years of your life, leaving your parents to leave your ch- raise your children. How do I know it's a reality? Because that was me.
4: Do you want to know what reality is? Reality is losing your mother at age 12 and your father at age 14. And reality is turning to drugs and alcohol to numb the pain of being an orphan. And reality is your 26-year-old son telling you that he's getting married, but you can't come to his wedding because his little brother and sister refused to be in the same room with you. Do you want to know how I know that's reality? Because that was me.
1: You see, even though we all have different realities, we've all been changed and saved by the same truth. And in 2 Corinthians says that 2 Corinthians five seventeen says that if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. And to tell you the truth, I don't even know who that girl is anymore. Truth is, even though I grew up without a father here on earth, I know that my father in heaven loves me and has always been here for me. And truth is, through this program, I'm able to find true healing. And in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, it says, Love is patient, love is kind, love is not envy, it is not boastful, it is not conceited, it is not selfish, it is not acting properly, it is not provoked, and it does not keep a record of wrongs. And truth is, even though I wasn't the mother that I should have been, now that I'm in Christ, I'm the mother that God designed me to be. Matter of fact, in Proverbs 31:28 says, Her children rise up and call her blessed. Do you, know, do
0: you want to know what the truth is? The truth is that just because I was left alone to raise my daughter, Psalms 94, 19 says that the Lord will not reject me and he will not abandon me because I'm special to him. The truth is, just because I was in those horrible relationships doesn't mean God is faithful and he will strengthen me and protect me. And the truth is, just because... I went to prison, doesn't mean the spirit of the Lord is not upon me. In Psalm 113, God says that he will break his yoke upon me and tear off my shackles.
4: The truth is, in the book of John, Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And the truth is, I don't need drugs and alcohol anymore because Jesus is my strong tower. And the truth is that I serve the God of restoration, and I know that he will restore my children back to me.
1: Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. God is spirit, and whoever worships him must worship him in spirit and truth.
4: For I tell you the truth, unless you were born again, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven.
1: Jesus said, you shall know the truth,
4: and the truth shall shall set set you free. free.
3: The book then then tells us how God divinely led him to start Adult and Teen Challenge. Adult and Teen Challenge of the greater South is just part of a worldwide Teen Challenge family with over 200 centers in the U.S. alone and 1,200 worldwide. Our centers were founded in 2008 by Pastor Jared and Kim Flanagan. We take men and women who are 18 and over that struggle with any kind of life-controlling problems, such as abuse, addiction, eating disorder, self-harm, depression. We have a total of five women centers, and our newest addition is the Men's Center. We believe addiction is just a byproduct of life without Jesus and a symptom of the bigger problem, and as a life of sin. The Lord wants us to come to him so that he can transform us into what he designed us to be. As we share in song and testimony, the voices you hear today are voices of true victory. We couldn't bring everyone with us today, but with me are some of the amazing stories of transformation. And at this time, the students will introduce themselves and share with you a scripture that speaks to them. And I will start. My name is Amber and I am a 2012 Teen Challenge graduate from a little town of Dover, Arkansas. I've been around for about ten years now, and the scripture that speaks to me is First 1 Corinthians one eighteen for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but for those who are saved, it's the power of God.
4: Good morning. My name is Lee. I'm from Crystal Springs, Mississippi. Um I'm not going to tell you how old I am. Some people do, but I'm not, I'm not going to. It's none of your business. <laughs> um, the scripture that I stand on is Psalms 91, verse 2. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I will trust.
1: Hey, church. My name is Kayla. I'm from Carthage, Mississippi. I'm 31 years old, and I've been in the program for almost six months. And my stand-on scripture is Romans 8, 1. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Hi, my name is Lauren. I'm also from Carthage and I've been in the program for about a month and my stand on scriptures, Exodus fourteen fourteen, you need only to be still and God will fight for you.
0: Okay. Hello, church. My name is Cynthia. I've been in the program almost five months now. I'm from McGee, Mississippi. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. Well, when I was growing up, I was the only child. I grew up on the coast. My mother and my father, they worked a whole lot. Uh, So I was home a lot alone. And I didn't have supervision a lot. I just done what I wanted to do. Uh, I had a great childhood. Whenever, I, I guess I was around 13. I started hanging out with wrong people, older crowd. I started drinking a lot, uh, just doing things that probably nobody should be doing, but I was doing them. Uh, I guess around 16 years old, I met this. I met my first daughter, her dad, and he was very abusive. I was in that relationship probably about two years and I found out I was pregnant. And we ended up splitting up about, we ended up splitting up and I had my baby girl, I moved in with my parents. That left me being a single mother. Well, after I had her, I started hanging out with the wrong people again. And I met my husband now. And about, I was with him for about, I had two more beautiful children. I was with him for about 12 years. Ten years of that, I was the mother that I should have been. And then I was introduced to drugs. Well, um, like i said he was very abusive he was an alcoholic he was abusive in so many different ways i was spiritually abused i was mentally abused physically i've always believed in god but i never had that relationship with him as i was going i ended up leaving him and my life spiraled out of control, like just crazy. I was doing things to make money that I shouldn't have been doing. I ended up getting three felony charges, going to prison, that left my mama with all my responsibilities and my children. Well, once I got out, I fought to get my children back and I did. I was dipping in and out of drugs then For probably another 10 years. Which led me to a jail cell in December of last year. I prayed to God. I was praying. I was doing drugs in such the worst ways than you could ever imagine doing them. And when I ended up in jail, I was praying to God. Lord, just, I'm tired. I was just tired. And that's when I heard a teen challenge. I called my daughter and she was like mom it's time for you to do something I've never been in a rehab before she told me about Teen Challenge and she got me in here she we didn't went through all the steps to get me in here which is the best thing that ever happened in my life Um, I now have sisters that I've never had the staff is wonderful I've been through some things since I've been here and they have just supported me 100% and God has strengthened me so much and comforted me and just I don't even know how I've lived my life without them all this time but God like always comes through and my stand on scripture is Psalms 46 Psalms 4610, be still and know that I'm God. Thank you for letting me
3: share. That was Cynthia's first time to ever tell her testimony in front of a church. She did great. (laughs) You know, sometimes I have to fight these girls to do their testimony in front of y'all. And I have to help them to understand where the healing comes from in these testimonies that these testimonies they may be for you guys but they're more so for them because it says in revelation 12:11 that we're overcome by the blood of the lamb and the power of our testimony so we are going to sing our first song
2: Come lay them down at the foot of the cross. Jesus is waiting. God so loved the world.
3: All right. They practiced that safe part several times. All right, studies have shown the 86% success rate among Teen Challenge graduates. Our our pastors believe that the winning combination is number one, the Jesus factor. Number two, the length of our nine-month program is the reason why Teen Challenge is so successful. Now, during the week, our students start their day early with prayer time. reading the Word of God, doing daily devotions, and praise and worship. Some students that come into our program have never even opened a Bible before. This This does not only teach them about God's Word, but it also teaches them how to apply it to their lives. We also firmly believe in the power of prayer, and we know that you can't have a relationship with Jesus if you don't communicate with Him. We have several different jobs that the students are assigned to. We have the office where they learn business and communication skills. We have laundry and kitchen crew that where they learn to be responsible stewards of what the Lord has given them. We have a thrift store and a wood shop where they learn teamwork and management skills. We also have the classroom where the students study the word and go through a complete curriculum to, that equips them for now and today and for the future. They can also memorize over 250 scriptures by the time they graduate the program. Once they graduate, they often get the opportunity to intern for Teen Challenge or even pursue a career in ministry. Now, during the week, we pray over prayer cards, and they look like these. During this time of the week, when we pray over the prayer cards, we don't pray for our needs, but we can pray for you. If you have a personal need or if you know someone who is struggling with addiction, we want to pray for you or for them. Some students that we have that have we have we in our program have come in on a prayer card just like this. So we hold them very dear to our heart. Some of the students will have these available for you at the craft table at the end of the service. And at this time, I'm going to share my testimony. Like I said, my name is Amber. And... Uh, First, when I get a microphone, I get to talk about Jesus. I get real excited. I'm sure you know the feeling, right, Pastor? So um, my story um, is, you know, the same as all these beautiful ladies here. I went through the mental, sexual abuse, the physical abuse growing up, even spiritual abuse, because the same man that was doing inappropriate things to me on Saturday night was the same man taking me to church on Sunday morning. So I could never understand how God was a loving God. And I didn't understand why he was allowing it to happen. And uh, so that was the the beginning of where I had a misconception of what love was and what God's love was. So throughout the years, I, I lost my biological dad who was like my... Like, he was my everything to the prison system for a crime he did not commit for eight years. That was during my teenage years, the most crucial years of my life, when I needed my dad more than anything. And uh, uh, then I got married at a very young age and to a very abusive man who not only abused me, but almost killed our two-month-old son due to his abuse. I lost my children... I started my drug use at that time to cope with the pain of not having my children. And uh, finally, one last time when he abused me, the judge said, when you divorce this man, you can have your children back. Well, that was not a hard decision. So I divorced the man, and but I was addicted at that time. I managed to manipulate the system, pass all my drug tests, pass all my psych tests, and I got my children back. But I was still addicted. So I even went on to marrying another man who was an alcoholic, but he, was, he had his own house. He had his own vehicle. He put me through college. I went through four and a half years of college, addicted. Um, then it turned out that I lost my um, education. I, um, the college had just got fed up with me and they uh, uh, suspended me academically. After four and a half years of schooling and uh, because of my addiction and uh, my life really started spiraling at this point in in my life. Um, I would become the person that I thought I would that I would say I never would be like. I started doing drugs in the worst kind of ways for the worst kind of reasons. And I became an abusive parent myself. I became um, an alcoholic, a drug addict, a thief. I was still from my mother, my father, and from my children. Um, But God, let me tell you a little story about God and his grace, okay? Um, I thought I was so far gone that I was so low in life that... Um, God's grace wasn't good enough for me, that there's no way I could be pulled up out of that because of some of the things I had done. I had done terrible things. I should should have went to prison or I should have been six feet under. (coughs) So I want to talk to you about a particular night in my life where God tried to get my attention. Um, In 2008, it was actually on Friday the 13th because I wasn't in Christ at that time. So to me, Friday the 13th was a superstitious thing. That, you know, I was like oh, it happened because it was thir- Friday the 13th. I don't believe in that stuff anymore. But um, I drove off a six-foot, 60-foot cliff. I was so high. My doctor said I had enough opiates in my system to kill three elephants. I had enough. Um, of other drugs in my system that I should not even have survived, okay? So um, this particular night when I drove off a cliff, a patrolling police officer was, was patrolling. It was in a town called Clarksville, Arkansas, Highway 21, never forget it, first hairpin curve going up to the mountains. Um, I drove 20 miles, blacked out at the wheel, and... Um, uh, the patrolling police officer stopped because he thought I was a deer carcass in the middle of the road. So he pulls over to move the deer carcass off the road. And, well, he obviously realized I was not a deer carcass. I had just gotten off work from... uh, See, I always kept two jobs. See, I was a smart addict. (laughs) I had a 9-to-5 job that paid my bills, and then I worked a second job to pay for my habit. And, um, and I had just gotten off my second job. And um, so they med-flighted me to Little Rock, Arkansas, where I flatlined twice on the helicopter. My face was broken in 15 places. My right arm was shattered, and I was paralyzed. Paralyzed from the waist down. All right. So they were like, there's no way she was at the bottom of that ravine. The doctors said, well, maybe she jumped out and the vehicle ran over as she jumped out since they found me on top of that ravine. Well, let me just tell you about how my Lord works. (laughs) Sorry, I get a little emotional sometimes, even though it's been so long. Um, When they pulled my vehicle out of that 60-foot ravine, my bloody handprints were on the outside of my vehicle and as proof that I was down there with that vehicle. Everybody tells me, well, how did you get back up? Well, if you're in Christ, you know how I got back up there on that ravine, right? So I stand on Psalm 40, verse 2. It says, you lifted me up out of my despair, and you pulled me up out of my mud and my mire. And then what does it say? You set me on solid foundation, and I believe that's what my Lord and Savior did to me that night. (laughs) because let me tell you church if I had died I would be in eternity in hell right now if I had died so it took me a year to recover I was able to develop when they found out why I was leaking spinal fluid I got my feelings back in my legs physical therapy I went through the whole recovery process and you would think that would get my my attention right not yet (laughs) three years later I decided to drink and drive, and I always wanted to get in the vehicle, when I was uh, mind altered, and, you know, the Lord has already dealt with me on that. I've been forgiven, and I just thank God I haven't hurt anybody else but myself, and um, I, but I did rear-end a police officer intoxicated. Um, my dad always said, if you're going to do it, do it right, <laughs> so if, if there's a police officer in here, I'm sorry. <laughs> um I I rear-ended this police officer and yet again was in the hospital. Okay, so here comes my daughter. I love the way the daughters are the one that tell us about Teen Challenge. My daughter comes to the hospital and she says, Mom, this is it. The only time I ever see you is in the hospital bed with an IV in your arm or behind a glass window at the Polk County Jail. She says, that's the only time I see you. And she said, it's got to stop. She said, I know about this place called Teen Challenge. I said, is it that place that makes the, you see the nail cross back there? That's what we made in my program. That's old. <laughs> and I said, I am not going to whittle wood and stand in front of Walmart and sell stuff. I've seen them people, and I've walked past them. I don't want nothing to do with them. Well... <laughs> She used my grandchild against me, okay? She said, if you want anything to do with your granddaughter ever again, you're going to go try this program. And two weeks later, I was in Teen Challenge. I arrived at the door to Teen Challenge June 6, 2011, and I had to go to court for hitting that cop in my with, you know, hitting him drunk. And the judge looked at me and he said, haven't I told you I better not see you in this courtroom again on a DWI? And he said, what do you think I should do with you? And I said, well, there's this program called Teen Challenge. It's the first time I, he said, you've been to so many rehabs. I said, this is my first one where we're using Jesus as my center. And I said, please give me some grace and let me try it. He said, I want to give you 10 days in jail. That is your grace. And if you think about it, folks, I could have gotten a lot more than just 10 days in jail. So my mom comes and picks me up 10 days later from jail, right? And I'm thinking, I'm fixing to go crawl in mama's bed. She makes a right-hand turn back into Teen Challenge. I'm like, really? (laughs) And she said, you're not coming home with me. You're going back to Teen Challenge. So my parents paid my fines while I was in Teen Challenge. They told me that if I left the program that they were washing their hands of me, which is the best thing they ever did for me. They saved my life by doing that. And um, so I became the marketing director for Teen Challenge. And then I was even able to do other parts in the ministry. I was able to be a director over a center for a short season. And um, now during this 10 years, I've had a couple hiccups. But, you know, it says the righteous will fall seven times, but they will rise again. And I believe that's because the Lord, our Savior, is a, is a father of grace. It, and uh, uh, it hasn't been perfect, but I've always come back. I have been that one that he has come to save and left the 99. So thank you for letting me share that. All right, we're going to do our second song. i just i was thinking when i was directing that song that like um god is such a god of restoration like i had no relationship with my children or my grandchildren for so long and like i have this beautiful relationship with them now my mom's gone now but she got to see me before she passed living the right living for jesus which was her dream and uh I I just I felt like I didn't elaborate on that, and I needed to to let you know that I've been fully restored to my family. So, so uh, thank you. And I I love my family. (laughs) It's just great. So, really quick, I'd like to share with you our Back to Life Partnership. The program gives you an opportunity to partner with us on a one-time or a monthly support. Um, Just like missionaries are needed um, to support in other countries, we are doing it right here in the U.S. We are trying to pull people out of the darkness and point them to His glorious light. So if the Lord has laid it on your heart to partner with us, please come and see us back there at the craft table. We have the information there. I do want to tell you that when you fill out a prayer card, please come and fill out a prayer card. You're probably going to have some of the girls come and ask you to. But please feel free. There's a little box up here on the top right here. And um, if you mark that, we'll call you for the Back to Life sponsorship. Um, but if you fill the prayer card out and don't mark that box, we're not going to call you. Okay? So don't not fill out the um it, You know, just because you think we'll call you. So as long as you don't mark the box, we won't call you. Okay? Uh, Of course, we're a nonprofit organization, and we don't receive any state or federal support. So, and we also don't charge a monthly fee. Uh, We do receive support for receiving support for product donations for products like this. We have a table in the back that's very similar to one of our fundraisers. I'm sure y'all have seen us at the Tractor Supply or at the Lowe's in South Haven. And uh, the making of our products are much like what the Lord does with us. And at first, we come to Him needing a lot of work. He takes us, and He cleans us up, and He transforms us into something beautiful. So we always encourage you to buy a cross or a plaque to help you remember the transforming power you've seen in the lives of these ladies today. But this piece is not for sale. We... We make sure this matched your church, Pastor. <laughs> and if you'll come up and receive this, this is a gift for you, Pastor, for letting us come. Thank you. And I see the perfect spot for it up there, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we pray above all else that our Lord has rightly been glorified here today. And we want to thank y'all for letting us come.